And so if, if time is really your most valuable asset, paid traffic is the fastest route to sales. You know, I was an SEO guy until I realized I was like, wait a minute, our whole game here is if we get to the top, we'll make millions. Well, like I can do that tomorrow for five dollars it's called google ads you know it's like i don't have to go write 60 articles and wait 90 days and do all these backlinks and all this stuff i could just go put five dollars in the machine and i'm there tomorrow yo holy hustle podcast here with my bro my brother from another mother justin brooke how are you man i'm doing good man thanks bro, for having me on man it's been like this is like 17 years in the making we've been running together for a long time helping each other man um your before jesus days and now running together after jesus days which i'd love to get to um in, in a second man but dude just so pumped that uh that you're here one of the first guests um, you've helped me more than most people online, bro. And so I'm just such an honor to hear and, um, you know, be here with you. And then I, I can't wait for people to hear your story, man. So let's do this, bro. You ready? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. I'm All game. right. So man, um, you, you texted me a few years ago and it was, it was maybe night 2018, 2019, and you're like, I'm thirsty. And you're grabbing water right now. You're like, I'm, you're like, I'm thirsty. You'd been on a search, I guess. And, and you've been, you, you, anyways, long story short, you ended up having this conversion and, and becoming a Christian. And it's been a journey over these last few years. But before that, bro, can you tell folks a little bit about how you got your start in marketing? Yeah, uh, the short version of that is... I was, uh, I wanted a website that paid my bills and I was trying to figure out things, reading different books, reading things online, came into an internship with Russell Brunson, now famous yeah. of clickfunnels.com, but he was still an internet millionaire back then. My job as an, as an intern was to study this quarter million dollar library of courses, DVDs, books, seminar footage, you know, you name it, it was in there. So I got the education of a lifetime. And then of that, you know, of all that stuff that I was studying. So my job was to study this stuff and then write review articles so he could make affiliate commissions off of all that stuff. That was my job. So I get the education of a lifetime. It's an unpaid internship. I'm still not making money. Actually, I went there. By the time I was done with the internship, I was making about $1,500 a month. So I went there fairly broke, you know, like just, you know, normal job stuff and I had to, you know, didn't have a job at that point. So I leave with $1,500 a month, still not enough to cover all the bills, but you know, I'm, I'm legit making money online at this point. And so the thing that clicked with me during that internship was Google ads. And for, because the reason that clicked with me is because for my whole life, I thought advertising was expensive you have to ask permission. I thought it was billboards. I thought it was magazine ads. I thought it was, you know, movie screen ads, TV ads. It was all this stuff that was really expensive. You had to call somebody. You had to pay, you know, you had to ask permission. Google ads, I could do this from my house. I don't have to ask anybody permission. I don't have to get on any phones. I could do it for less than $100 a day. So it changes everything about advertising for me. And I still today am, am – touting the same exact headline, the same, you know, benefit of tell the world about your product for $5 mm. a day. You know, that's, that's what we do. So Google ads was the thing that changed my life and, uh, went on to do tons of stuff with, with paid ads. I've had the biggest clients, Dan Kennedy, Russell Brunson, Ryan Dice, uh, Agora, you know, I've, I've had, you know, had a great run, spoke all over the world, had the best clients, uh, started a, online school, taught courses, birthed industry stars, had tens of thousands of customers. And so, yeah, I've been there, done that when it comes to marketing and advertising. And that's, that's how I got here. So with all of that success, I mean, man, I, I just, you know, you, you bought the big house, then you went in an RV, you did, you know, you, you, you know, then you traveled all over the United States and like, man, like, and, and then, and then I get that text from you about, you know, you're listening to Kanye's first kind of gospel album and uh, talk a little bit about that transition, man, of being someone that was, you know, confessed just as an atheist um, and, uh, and and how God transformed your life 
And then, and then also what that looks like, like how you changed your business and your approach. Cause you said you've been there, done that. And your, your, your whole life's shifting now as a result of this conversion. Yeah. So had a crazy experience at a local church. I was traveling, you know, we were traveling around the United States in a, with an RV and uh, we did 30,000 miles and we were on the journey home. We were in New York. We're coming home for Christmas. We stop in, uh, we actually, we were supposed to stop in Virginia, but for whatever reason, they didn't accept our dog. And so we we're like, all right, well, let's go the next town over. Like it's holiday in. There'll be another one in five miles. Well, that ended up being this town that I'm living in now. Well, just down the road from this town that I'm living in now. I have a crazy – so we, we decide we're only going to spend there uh, a day. Then we're like, man, I really like it here. Let's spend the weekend. Spend the weekend. Let's spend, let's spend the week. Um, which turned into us living here. And then as I'm living there, they're telling me my neighbor is a pastor. And I'm like, oh man, this guy, he's not going to like me at all. You know I mean? At this point in my life, you know, I'm drinking like it's a sport. You know, I don't just have a few beers, you know, I got to go until I'm blackout drunk and, you know, I'm all about money. And, you know, I was just a very, very different person. So anyways, I go to his church one night. I remember telling my wife, they invite me to church and I tell him, you know, like, look, this isn't, um, I'm not scared of Christians, you know, they don't have cooties. And then my famous last words were like, besides, it'll be good for my business. <laughs> and so I, I went for networking. I was, you know, I, I thought this was just going to be a great way to meet people in town. And so anyways, I go there and I have the most personal experience I've ever had in my life. You know, this preacher, I'm thinking he surely he like looked me up online. He must have watched my podcast interviews and like he took all these notes. And he's saying things that were so personal. I still am not a believer. I leave that church that night and I'm thinking, okay, he did some kind of dark persuasion. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to prove this guy is false. And then while I'm at it, I'm just going to prove Christianity is false too. Cause that's just how arrogant I was and how much of an atheist I was. I thought Jesus was like Spider-Man and Captain America. You know, I didn't think he was actually real. So I go on this journey digging into all the scientific evidence and long story short, I find uh, way more scientific evidence than I ever thought had existed and uh, one night alone in a hotel room, you know, watching this movie and it, in the movie, there's a line that says, when is enough evidence going to be enough? And it was so short, but it felt like an eternity. You know, it was one of those moments where like, if it was a documentary, the cameras go into slow-mo, you know, and, uh, and I just remember realizing at that moment, I'm on the wrong team. That's how I thought of it. I was like, I'm on the wrong team here. And so I look up at the ceiling because at this point I still think God is like somewhere up in the sky. You know, I look up at the ceiling. Okay, God, you win. Teach me how to be a good Christian. That was my sinner's prayer. I didn't have a Bible. I wasn't in church. I didn't even know how to pray. You know, my, my prayer was, okay, God, you win. But it's that submission that uh, the father loves. And overnight, you saw it. My taste in music. You You were – you got the play-by-play, -play, you know, uh, of anybody, you know, uh, changed the taste of music overnight, changed my taste in TV shows overnight, ended up losing over 112 pounds, um, doing the, the, you know, a diet found in the Bible, you know? And, uh, so yeah, it's changed my whole life. Man, that's it, such a, such a cool story. And, and, and a lot of, um, you know, we're talking about business, man, but I think a lot of people that, you know, especially Christians, man, like there's, there's trauma, there's things that we grow up with that sometimes create a lid in our lives and a lid in our business. We have some sort of mindset, poverty mindset as a result of things that have happened for us. And, and, and you know, you called him a father a few seconds ago. And um, how, why did, why were you so against, like, like you, I remember talking to you one time and it was like one of the couple times I talked to you, but it was this time where I was just like, I'm not going to talk to Justin about this, but I'm going to, I'm going to pray for him. You, you are like non-negotiable. I will not even talk about God or Jesus. And I know you're a Christian, but like we draw the line. We can't, but you've never made me, we've always been like closest of friends, but what was it about God or the church that you just did not want anything to do with. I think I didn't want to hurt your feelings. <laughs> I think I, I felt like I was going to say something that was going to hurt our friendship, mm. that was going to hurt your feelings, you know, that I was going to 
I felt like I was going to pop your bubble, <laughs> you know, that, you know, uh, that's how fragile I mm. thought it was, um, that I was, you know, I was going to like remove your belief mm. in God. And, and it was, um, so like what ruined it for me as a kid, you know, I, I was, uh, I went to communion. I was a Catholic, you know, I went to com- first communion, which for me was awesome. Cause I, you know, bought my first Nintendo with all the communion <laughs> money that I made that day. Um, but that's, that's like what I knew about communion was that like, you know, I'm, I'm getting paid. So I started asking questions mm. when I was younger. I was like, but what about the dinosaurs? Like that was like my main question, you know? And, and everybody, when I said that everybody was like, just believe, just believe, you know, and they didn't have answers and they, you know, they were like, just believe, just have faith. I was like, well, I don't know how to do that if I have these questions. And so because they wouldn't answer my questions, I went to the library and that's where I found secular and evolution theory and and all that stuff. And that that ended up ruining my belief in, in Christianity, in, in God is, you know, I went down the science route, which is, (laughs) man, almost, almost got emotional Mm. there, you know, uh, God used that same thing to bring me back because I swear he's got a sense mm. of humor, man. I think we're going to be up there. He, he's going to be telling jokes. I think he's got sarcasm. Like, I think uh, it's going to be cool. So anyways, that's that's what uh, ruined it for me. And so I thought I was going to pop your bubble. I thought, you know, we were just going to not be friends. And so it was just a topic that I just never really wanted to get into with people. Yeah, that 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 was that just was really fascinating how it was science that pushed, you know, made you kind of go away from it because you didn't get the answers and, and it was the science. Um, so the thing I know, that's, that's how, that's how dope the father is. You know, he was like, look, I'm going to, I'm yeah. going to use the thing that ruined it for yeah. you as the thing that's going to bring you back. Yeah. Like he's just, he's a he, G he like is, that. bro. He's like, bro, you're, you're being, you're being so <laughs> annoying that I'm going to, I'm going to judo twist this back, you know, and put it back in your face, bro. And it's just, he's a gangster like that, bro. Um, and so the thing I know about you is like, when you study something, bro, like when it comes to marketing, like, I think you and I have this chip on our shoulder that, you know, we're, we're going to, if we're going to say something, we know what we're talking, we know what we're talking about. And so I know, like, I know how much, you study things, you read things like you are intense. Uh, one of the most intense people that, that really studies something you went on this really big study of, of over the last few years, man. And so how has that journey been just in your faith over the last couple of years? Um, you know, with your faith journey, you know, the reason I'm that way is I'm terrified. I'm going to be hmm. wrong. Every single time I post on Facebook, I am like, this is going to be the one. This is when I'm going to get found out, Mm. you know? And so, like, I'm always studying extra hard because I don't want that guy in the comments to be like, yo, you didn't check this part, you know, or something like that. And I want to make sure that I'm going to be able to handle every possible comment. And so how has it gone on this study? It's been amazing. You know, it's been – I love that it's a mountain that I can't Mm. climb, you know, uh, Every time I start thinking, and I never think I'm a black belt. I'm smart enough now to know that, like, you don't get black belt level in Christianity. Maybe maybe when we get to heaven, we get our black belt or something. But there's been times when I'm like, well, well, maybe I'm a blue belt. (laughs) You know, maybe maybe I'm getting up there. You know, and every time he just finds a way to show me, he's like, no, dude, you you haven't even put the belt on yet. For people say, the closer you get, the more the more you realize how far away you are from really knowing. Um, when we, when we started, I feel like I'm always two years behind you in things when it comes to business. You know, you started, I started an SEO agency as a result of you teaching me SEO, search engine optimizations, basically doing things on your site and off your site to rank in Google. Most people know what that is. And you really helped me started a local agency. And then you started talking and it was so, I'm such a slow learner. But when I learn it, I become deadly. But it takes a long, long time. And, bro, I was killing it, bro. I was on the news, and it was awesome. I was still doing social media, SEO, Web 2.0. Uh, we were calling it Web 2.0 bookmarking back in the day. And uh, then you started talking yeah. about paid ads. 
And the way you described it to me, you're like, bro, I remember exactly where I was, man. I was outside by a fire hydrant, bro, um, in Sacramento. And you were talking about, yeah, I could just turn on a faucet. I could just turn on a faucet and start getting traffic. SEO is going to take take six months. And you started playing with this. I'm like, Justin, you always used to talk about it being free forms of advertising, bro. Like I had told everybody in Sacramento they don't need to do paid traffic. It's, I was so mad at you. And so you you went down that route. You were early with with Facebook, and you, you, you're, you're someone. Then you alluded to it earlier. You know, a lot of the guys creating courses today, masterminds, hosting events, doing millions and helping others do millions are your students, you know, people that you've learned for the, or that you've coached and consulted with. And so, so you, you built this company called ad skills, you know, several thousand, tens of thousands students inside of this, you made a post a couple days ago, and I didn't put this in your questions. You made a post a couple days ago and it was talking about SEO versus paid traffic. And you were like, you were kind of like, you know, I, I, you know, I loved it. It was like, you know, kind of let, let's, let's fight a little bit. Let's, 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 uh, you know, and, and, um, can you talk about those people that go paid traffic? It's all about viral short form, you know, it's, or it's about YouTube and organic, organic, organic. Can you talk a little bit about why people need to be thinking about spending money on ads to get traffic? Yeah. So the reason I was so animated <laughs> about that is I had, uh, I was watching a Gary V oh, video yeah. in the okay. background <laughs> and GV, I love you. Mm-hmm. You check your receipts. I've bought tons and tons of your books and um, watching you forever. But like one of my gripes is the dude runs ads, you know, mm-hmm. but like he gets on stage and it's all like just, just go DM a hundred people, you know? And like one of the things he was saying, he was like, just create 71 videos. And I was like, just, just create 71 videos. Like most people are struggling to create one video. I'm struggling to be like, Hey, do you think you can maybe create three? Can, can we do that? You know? And he's like, just create 71 videos. And I'm just thinking about like, sure. SEO is free. Social media is free. But it takes a ton of time. I mean, come on. We're talking about 71 videos, you know, even if you're like some master wizard and you can create one video every minute, that's still 71 minutes. But you ain't creating one video every minute. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you're creating one video an hour, a half an hour, you know. So we're talking about 71 hours, you know, 40 hours. It's just a lot of time, you know, and, and then I'm thinking about all these other posts that I see entrepreneurs making. We're always talking about time. Guys, time is the mm. most valuable asset. You know, everybody's on the high horse about how valuable time is to them. And, you know, all of our buddies, you know, they send uh, it'll just send us messages. You know, we got to send audio messages, you know, because 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 we're trying to save time, you know, even though we just sent a three minute message, you know, um, and so I'm like, wait a minute. So what is it here, guys? If time is our most valuable asset, but we're like using the most time-consuming marketing methods ever, it, it just it, you know our words are not aligning with our our actions there, you know. And um, and so if, if time is really your most valuable asset, paid traffic is the fastest route to sales. You know, I was an SEO guy until I realized I was like, wait a minute. Our whole game here is if we get to the top, we'll make millions. Well, like I can do that tomorrow for $5. It's called Google ads. You know, it's like I don't have to go write 60 articles and wait 90 days and do all these backlinks and all this stuff. I could just go put $5 in the machine and I'm there tomorrow. You know, so when I when I saw that, I was like, okay, I got to go paint ads. And then. You just have to make sure that it's profitable. So if you're spending $5 a day out, you got to make sure you're making more than $5 a day in, you know, and as long as you are, let it roll. Let it roll, man. And, and, and you've, you've got some crazy 10,000 leads a day case study. Like that stuff isn't happening. Yes. You may go viral. You may get the vanity metrics, but I just wonder the conversion rate that gets leads that gets sales. It'd be some data. There's some data somewhere um, on that. And so obviously 
what I would tell everyone, I would implore you to go to adskills.com and get, it's like the Netflix for not just Facebook and Instagram, which we focus on, but, but it's everything. Like what is ad skills? Like uh, what are all the different platforms that you guys, I mean, it's pretty much anywhere you can spend digital money. That's what you guys are teaching. Pretty much all the places, all the places that matter, Google ads, YouTube ads, TikTok ads, um, you know, we, we got, them, we got them all, you know, we're working on getting like Amazon ads and Pinterest ads. That's like some stuff that we don't have, but we got Facebook, Instagram, you know, all the other major places that you're going to advertise. So someone's going, Justin, great. I, I have a course. Um, and, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, just launched a course. It did. Okay. was to my warm audience. I know I got to go, you know, fish in some new ponds. Where would you start? when it comes to paid traffic right now, what would be like, if very focused, I don't have a lot of time. What would, what would your strategy be for them? Even if it's not a course, you know, so literally my cousin, okay. My, my cousin who's almost like my brother, like I, I've, I've known him since I was two years old. We hung out every year. We went to camp together. Like dude's literally almost like my brother. He writes me today and he's like, Hey man, he's trying to get on Etsy. He just realized spreadsheets sell really well on Etsy and he's like, dude, that's what I do for a living. I make spreadsheets. I'm a scientist. You know, he's like, I need to start putting my spreadsheets on Etsy. And he's like, how do I get my Etsy store out there? So I'm telling him, well, you know, here's the ways. You could either optimize your product titles and your store titles and try to come up for the search. Or you can go and build a social media audience on TikTok. Dude's not going to do that. You know, that's not him. And I was like, or you could do like I do throw $5 a day on Twitter ads and target the people who would want to buy your, you know, buy your spreadsheet. And I like Twitter ads right now at the time of this thing, because I think the targeting is really good. You know, if, if, if you're selling, you know, if you're selling business stuff, you can target business profiles. If you're selling health stuff, you can target health profiles. And so like you can literally target influencers. And so if I were to start a podcast about making your first million, I could target the dude who runs the making his first million podcast, you know, I mean, you, you, so I just really like the targeting. It's also a very easy platform. You just start for $5 a day. Um, so Google or Twitter ads is probably where I'm going to go. Today. And I love, I love that Twitter, it, you know, with Facebook, you know, you're running ads. I mean, people aren't really going to Facebook pages like they used to, but Twitter is so much engagement. I mean, Elon's done a tremendous job. You know, he's posted something like eight, like it's just more traffic than ever that they've ever had. It was it was it was like last month or last quarter or something like that and so um so twitter ads something i i definitely know i i love twitter it's my favorite platform for sports news now i'm starting to really think about it from um a, a business standpoint um as as well so so when it comes to you know paid traffic um you know one of the things i love using paid traffic for is is building some sort of omnipresence or a brand with people. And there's something you told me years ago, you would never consider yourself um, a personal branding guy, but you know, a ton about branding. All, most of the books up there, you rec about branding. You've recommended them to me. Um, you said something years ago. You said, I'm trying to build a tiny little apartment or this a tiny little apartment in, in people's brains. And it's always stuck with me. And it's, you've got a permanent, you've got like a mansion in my house right now. And for those that are, you know, course creators or, or coaches or, you know, uh, that, that want to build a brand, can you talk a little bit about your idea of the tiny little apartment in people's brains? You remember this one? Do you remember this yeah, one, so right? I, I, I do. I, I use this all the time. Shauna talks about it all the time with people as well. My wife. Um, building a tiny little apartment. This, this lesson actually came from when I was in middle school and a bully was beating up on me. This dude just ran up on me and like punched me in the face four times for no reason, you know, and then and then just like rode away with his buddies. And I'm, I'm talking with my friend's dad and he's like, uh, he's like, what you cannot do right now is let those kids live in your head. You're not going to be fearing them. You're not going to start changing the way you're walking to school. You're not. And so he's teaching me that like they can live in my head. You know, I'm a, I'm a little kid, you know, I just, you know, I'm probably got like a bloody lip, you know, but he's, he's spitting some wisdom to me. And that lesson that you can live in somebody's head has stuck with me ever since. And I've turned it for positive, you know, is that you can. And so what does it mean? How do you do it? You know, I normally start out 
with just commenting on their stuff. So one of the things I do right now, you know, Twitter's just on my mind right now. I'm not like this Twitter evangelist or whatever, but I'm trying to grow my Twitter profile. So it's on my mind. So what I do is if there's somebody I'm trying to build a tiny apartment in their head is I'll go and I'll set my notifications. You can do this on whatever platform, you know? So I'm just making sure that whenever they tweet, I want to try to be first or close. Cause I know when they do the tweet, they're probably going to read their first five comments. Once there's a hundred comments, they're probably not reading them all anymore. But like in that first five minutes, you know, I have a chance to go on there and be like, love what you just said, you know, five stars, or I just did it to the, to this guy the other day. I just do it unknowingly. I just went and left like a thousand stars on his Facebook video and he replied to my comment, you know? And so I'm always just, I usually start with comments just so that they can start seeing my name. They're like, oh, hey, here's that, here's that Justin guy again. And after I have comments, I might start sending them some DMs. But I'm not going to like pitch them. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go find a really valuable article or a valuable video. And I'm just going to be like, hey, I know you're into this. Thought you might like it. And they're, they're going to read it. And I usually get a thank you. you know, and so now it's like, oh, here's this dude. And I, he's delivering value. Every time he shows up, he's either got praise on his lips or he's delivering value and then I'm in, it's too late. You know, like you're already thinking, you know, um, and it's, I'm not like doing this with a secret agenda. Like I'm usually trying to do this so that like we can be friends or we can, you know, be business partners. You know, I'm not like deviously trying to manipulate them, but that's kind of how I do it is I start there. And so I want them to associate my name with praise and value. No, I love that because not only do you want to build, you know, an audience and, 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 and get deep into people's people's minds, but you also want to get deep into their hearts and build real relationships and people want to see value. You know, they want to look to this person. Is this person trying to take from me? Or is, man, it's actually been very resourceful. And, um, you know, for people that are starting out, maybe it doesn't need to be someone that has millions of followers, but anyone that tweets, anyone that posts on Instagram, they love Gary V calls that comments like ink oxygen to him, that engagement. So I actually think yeah, it will yeah. truly, you know, help you. We were texting yesterday, bro, about like business models. We always talk about business models, right? Like, you know, there's so many different types of business models. And you'd mentioned my first million if you wanted to target that guy. One of the cool things that they do on their show is they'll ask people like, what is, you know, what's your favorite business model or start right now? Um, I won't ever ask people this question, but I, but I care about what you think because you've been around the sun multiple times when it comes to, you've, you've ran laps around laps around people. Um, what is your favorite model? Cause you're actually switching. You've, you've Leanna, who's a, a good friend became the CEO of ad skills for you to pursue some things. So I'd love to hear about what you're moving towards in your own business. And if you were just for those that are starting from scratch right now, want to become a Christian entrepreneur, what business model would you start right now? If you were starting from scratch? So my lane is education. Um, you know, I don't, think the other models are bad, you know, but that's been my lane. And one of the reasons why I like that lane is it's something anybody can do. You know, you don't have to go source a product. You don't have to have any inventory or anything like that. Um, everybody's got something to teach. I remember one person was trying to tell me the only thing I know how to do is sleep. And I was like, well, actually there's a lot of people who want to know how to sleep better. You know, that's, that's a great niche, you know? Um, and so everybody has something <clears throat> you can teach how to cook, you know, and somebody's like, all I know how to make is macaroni and cheese. I was like, all right, well, that's a lot of people's favorite meal is macaroni and cheese, you know? And so everybody can teach. Um, so that is kind of my lane where I've been focused. The other thing is, is especially digitally when you're teaching digitally, there's like almost an infinite ROI, you know, you create the thing one time. And then you can sell it over and over and over again. You know, it lives, it's, it's bites. You can, you can email it to someone, you can put it in a Dropbox. you can put it on, on uh, YouTube. And now we're looking, you know, if we look around, we see that the influencers, what are they doing? They're giving away information that's attracting a ton of eyeballs to them. And then advertisers are paying. So information's my lane. I think there's a lot of great avenues for that. And you can choose whichever one you want. 
I am personally, I love email. It's where I've invested the most of my talents, the most of my um, invest in, in, in coaching, in, in courses and books. And I started out, uh, there was a book called um, Multiple Streams of Internet Income, the yeah. old book, uh, really great. And in there, there was this experiment he did where like he on live TV, he was like, I will make. I forget if it was a thousand dollars, but he was like, I will make a thousand dollars while sitting here. And they were like, there's no way this, this guy's a scammer, a hype artist, you know? And so he had already had an email list. And so right then he writes out an email, he presses send and then they wait. And then sure enough, bing, 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 sales are happening. And you know, I've done that myself many times. I've shown it to other people. And so email is the avenue that I like the most. And right now we're living through like a revival of email because you know, Substack is really pushing the ball. Um, there's so many blogs out there. Everybody's got a blog and a podcast and a YouTube. So like newsletters are the new cool thing because it's like, how do I possibly go find everything? Instead, I'm just going to find a couple of newsletters and I'm going to get all my information in that way. So you have the industry and then you have some tools that are coming about. And so long story short, teaching via email is probably the thing that I'm going to do. Um, I've come up with a new business. I might start here soon called I am retired because I'm getting a little older. I'm 41 now, you know, that's, that's like grandfather age <laughs> in internet marketing world. Um, so and I'm starting to think, like, how do I one day retire from this game? We don't mm. have 401ks and we don't have, you know, Social Security or anything like that. We don't have a retirement program. Well, the retirement program is you build a big old email list and you wake up in the morning, you press send and then you're done, you know, before breakfast. You know? So, yeah, it is definitely one of my favorite models. And that's one of the big focus for me building this platform and podcasts. Um, if you're not subscribed, definitely check out AlejandroRays.com and sign up. Um, when it when it comes to email, one of our good friends, Austin, he launched a course recently, did a webinar. How did he get people there? Someone sent out an email, and that's how he had about 700 people sign up. Ended up having about two to 300 people on there. On the live webinar, I think he got a little discouraged because there's 13 sales, 15 sales, 18 sales, something like that. Uh, after the first day. So we created a four-day, five-day email campaign. We sent an email every single day, and he ended up with 71, yeah. 72. So he actually made more sales with with like 500 words in an email than actually having to communicate. And talk. So we know email outperforms virtually everything out there. How in the heck do you get good at email and, and it's basically text. How do you get good at writing? What do I write about? How, how does it have to be persuasive? I've never been a writer. I, I, I failed English. Like how do you become a good writer? And I know, I don't know if you've had it removed or anything, but I know one of your tattoos is like, right. It's the, what is it? Ink and quill or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's always, it's like the most impossible tattoo to show <laughs> off to people. But. Yeah. We, you need to move that. Um, no, but you, you're an, you're a tremendous, you're a tremendous writer. Um, you, you've read so much about persuasion, but like, how does one, like, where do I start to bet, to communicate on a consistent basis via email? So, yeah, I've gone round and round. I've read all the books about the subject, uh, pretty much all the books and the best advice, and I keep trying to find a better way, and I hate that I'm even saying this, um, you know, writers write. You know, if you want to become good at writing, you got to write. And the other thing that they say is you got to read. Mm. So you should pick some people that sound the way that you want to sound or that are doing the model of writing that you would like to do. So if you are going to have a newsletter – you should go sign up to some newsletters. If you're going to have a blog, go sign up to some blogs. You know, whatever it is that you're going to do, go sign up to a couple and just become a reader. Get to know the patterns. Get to know the flow. Get to know what it looks like. Um, and then start doing it. And there's – you can read all the books in the world, but until you actually start doing it, 
Mr. Beast, right? He's the greatest YouTuber right now, or what arguably the greatest YouTuber right now. He, go look at his first video. It sucks. You know, he'll tell you it sucks. You know, we all have that, that sucky period, you know, and you just got to get out there and do it. The, the longer you are scared of failure, the longer you like hold it back, you're just, you're just delaying the inevitable. Everybody has to go through the suck. You have to just go through that 30 to 60 day mm. period where you're terrible or what it is, is you're creating the best content ever because it's your new thing and you're trying to get as much attention as possible, but nobody's reading it, but you still got to do it because it's the only way you're going to build your email list. Like right now I'm building my new company faith funnels. Nobody really knows me in this market. You know? Yeah. I've got all these accolades in another market, but it's a new thing. I don't have an email list. I don't have. And so I'm creating some of my best content ever. And it's like, I'm getting 13 views 47 views, you know, I'm used to like thousands of views, you know, and you just got to go through the suck. There's that 45, 60 day period where you just got to keep doing it, doing it, doing it. Um, and if you think about it, most of the hit TV shows, they don't really become a hit till around season three, mm. season one and two usually are like really rare early adopter. People start watching them. Then they start telling all their buddies about them. And so it's about season three and four when things start really catching on. And so you got to get to your season three or four, you know, and so you got to know that season one, you're not going to be hitting headlines. Season two, you're not going to be hitting headlines, but around season three, season four. And I just mean time, yeah. you know, around that period, that's the, the process of like friends are telling friends and things are catching on and you finally have enough content now that people want to subscribe. You've gone through all your horrible versions and you're starting to get better at it. And now people want to subscribe. And so this is what you want to do. Hopefully I answered the no, question. No, that was awesome. I, I kind of like in growing a brand, growing a business, growing an audience online to making pop popcorn. You know, the first minute it's a couple pops, you know, maybe one. You know, second minute, minute, you know, one to two, you know, it's, it's, you get a couple pops here and then, then that second to third minute, pop, 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 pop. And, and, and that's a lot. Most people just aren't waiting, uh, willing to get to that third minute. And that's so much so true. And so when you see these numbers, I want to talk a little bit about fit your faith here before, and maybe, maybe you need to think about this a little bit, but it kind of feels like, man, I'm, I was kind of big deal over here and I could get a thousand. Now it's like, oh man. And maybe imposter syndrome happens. Like, this is why am I doing this? How do you handle that voice in your head? or those yak yaks that are telling you these things. How did you handle that then? And how are you handling that now as you do have a relationship with God? Yeah, I think a lot these days, I don't know how I lived without God. I, I don't like, I, I really don't understand how I got along, how I overcame things, how I, and I remember that I was a very mad dude. Like anger was a very serious issue for me. I used to just punch walls, you know, cause I had no outlet. I had nothing. It would just spiral up, you know, and there was no way I didn't know how to get unmad. Mm. And so I punch a wall and then, you know, then I'd be like, all right, now I'm stupid because I just cost myself a bunch of money. I broke the drywall or I broke my hand or, um, yeah, everybody's running away from me and scared. And, you know, it's like, that's obviously not the solution here, Justin, but I didn't know what else to do. So it would just boil out. And so, yeah, I really just didn't know what to do. And then with all the stuff that's happened since 2020, you know, it's just, I really don't know how I could have possibly gone through that because I had bad anxiety before. And so uh, today is I just remind myself of the truths. You know, I just posted about this on my Facebook uh, a little while ago. So I got this little reminder message. Let me see if it's still up on my screen. Yeah. So I got this little reminder, you know, every well, you can't see it with the camera, but every morning it reminds me to read the truth. You know, I just have a little reminder that says, read the truth. And it says, um, I got 10 points on here. I am a child of the living God. 
He dwells within me and I abide in him. My body is his temple. I am bought with the blood of Christ. I am on mission, on assignment right now. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. All things work together for good and all things are possible in Christ. He leads me by still waters. I will feel, fear no evil. He is with me. I am determined to obey your laws all my life. And so as the world, you know, or the enemy, whatever you want to talk about, like, you know, as it's trying to slide in my ears with these messages of you're not good enough, they don't like you, this is a bad idea. As all those lies are trying to slip in, every morning I'm resetting that. I'm giving myself the truth, you know, every single morning. And then I'm constantly like, God, guide me, you know, and I, and I look and I read the Bible and the Bible says he guides my steps, you know? And so it's like, and if I'm not going to trust that, what am I doing? You know, I'm, I'm pretending, you know? And so it's like, I either believe that these words are true or I'm doing some kind of weird psychotic pretending thing, you know? And so like, I'm like, no, these words are true. It says right here, like literally, like, he guided my steps. He guides my steps, you know, and so I'm going to say, OK, he's guiding my steps. And so that's how my faith comes in and gives me confidence, gives me truths, clears out those lies from the world and allows me to just keep going forward. Come on, man. Um, how have you changed in your approach to um, your business now? Like what's shifted for you? Because like I think. You know, as, as when there's, you know, and, and again, not every, not every Christian's perfect as well, but like, you know, you could fudge numbers. They did this like $7 million dollar launch, you know, it's like, you know, or like, you know, we're doing six figures, of, uh, you know, seven figure business, but you had one six figure month. We talked about that recently. And, 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 and so I, I, you know, how has your faith um, in the father really impact the way you approach your business because you became a millionaire when you were not, when you were not, um, Christian and, 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 and there's, I don't know. So it's very fascinating. I'd love to hear how you approach it now. I, I do come at things with a little bit different point mm -hmm. of view. Um, I think a lot of Christians are scared of money there. Uh, and yeah. I had seen that. Uh, so even when I was an atheist, I still knew about financial stewardship and I thought it was just the universe or karma or whatever I would call it at the moment. I think I'd use words like kismet and uh, read all kinds of different books. And, and so I saw that there was this thing that I, it was very real about financial stewardship, that if I took care of the money and I used it for good purposes, more of it would pour into my life. And I knew that that was, that was like a law, you know, that was something that really, really worked. I'd, I'd watched it. I'd seen it. I'd experienced it. I've read about it. And so as I started reading the Bible, I started seeing much of the same things, you know, I didn't see that it was, you know, we're not supposed to be rich. You know, the whole camel through the needle's eye thing is really just that it's very hard for someone with money to be willing to part with their stuff, you know? I'm sitting in front of like a four foot monitor and I really like my monitor and I've got a really dope webcam, you know, and I really like those things, but it's God's, he can take it away. You know, I don't, I don't need that. I can work with just a little laptop and I have. And so I try to keep everything very loose. That's the way that I try and think about things these days. And so for me, money is uh, just a tool. It's just something it's, it's like, I think of it like a poker player, you know, a poker player cannot uh, get emotional about the money. It's a tool. He's got to be able to think mathematically, okay, so he has to acquire a lot of chips because otherwise he's, he becomes very vulnerable, vulnerable and he can't get into enough situations. So he has to collect a lot of – as many chips as he can, and then he uses that very strategically to try and win – more pots, win more deals. And ultimately he has to have all the chips at the end of it. And so that's kind of the way that I think about money right now is it's, it's all God's like he, he gave it to mm -hmm. me. It's all his, I'm just holding it for a little while. And, and I try to just use it as strategically as I can. I'm going to try and get as much of it as I can because we're going to do good things with it. We're going to deliver it out to the right people. I'm going to listen for God and try to figure out what he wants me to do with it. And so yeah, I don't see money as a bad thing. I see it as just a tool so that I can use to do a lot of do a lot of good things in the world. And so, all that excess that I have, I try to just give it away to other people, and that's why I do it. I love it, man. That that's that's amazing. 
you've gone through a lot, you know, and I just, man, commend you for your boldness to have this platform. You could have started Faith Funnels privately, um, but but you use your email and your socials to, you, you really were bold about it. You had these Sunday messages that you would send out or, uh, you know, talking about your, your, your journey of faith. And, you know, maybe there's some yak yaks going, man, like you got a, you got a pretty successful business. Don't ruin that. Go kind of do this privately. And, and I just want to, you know, ask you, man, over these last few years, like, what are, what are, what are you most proud of yourself? Like, what is Justin proud of Justin about? I'm proud of trying to keep God first. I'm proud of uh, what he's doing in my family's life. Mm. You know, I, I think I made some great decisions and I tried to obey and I tried to be as close to God as I could. And they saw that they saw things that they could not possibly deny. They were like, this man is different, you know, to see them now on fire and, reading their Bibles without me having to say like, Hey, maybe we should read our Bibles or, you know, like they're, they're already in. Sometimes they're like, Hey, you know, you haven't, you haven't cracked that book for a little while, dad, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, so yeah, that's probably the proudest thing is, you know, how on fire my family Mm -hmm. is right now. And I'd love to get a chance to talk a little bit about why I'm starting faith funnels. If we have time. Well, that, that was actually my next question is like, you know, tell folks how they can get connected (laughs) Two faith funnels. What is it, and um, you know what? What can they expect when they when they check out what it is? So I'd love to hear why. I feel like God is teaching me how to do the same thing that I've been doing, but His way. <laughs> He's like, all right, you 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 done good, but that was kind of that was preschool, you know. Now let me show you my way. You know, let me show you how I how I would do this, and my way. Yeah, I, I birthed stars of industry. I made many millionaires, but I have watched divorce happen in my customers, in my community. I've watched families fall apart, and I I know this is not, like, my fault, so, like, don't hear me in that way. But I know that I created something where success the, – the, the definition of success is all about numbers – whether it's ROI or it's how much money I have. And like I've, you know, in, in some areas I've created millionaires who now their families are falling apart, you know, and that just is, is not, um, I didn't go the right direction. And so now we're trying to rebuild teaching business, but the biblical way, you know, with the father. You know, and that is making sure that family is very important, you know, making sure that you have financial stewardship, that you have financial planning, that you have good, strong foundations, that you're thinking about legacy. And so we're doing all the same things. Like I'm still teaching lead gen. I'm still teaching social media, paid ads, building websites, building email lists. We're teaching all the same things, but now we're doing it with the father. Now we're doing it, you know, biblically, and it's going to be so much stronger. It's, you know, the difference of a house built on sand and a house built on rock, you know. And so now I'm teaching people, hey, let's do the same things we were doing, but let's build it on rock mm. now. And I, 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 I think you're right. Like success is so murky and muddy when God is not involved. It's like, well, what actually is success? Well, it's and then behind on paper and then publicly they look, but like, I, I think there's so many divorces. I've seen so many, the infidelity and adult, and, and it's like, man, I just, so, so how can, you know, so tell people what Faith Funnels is. Faith Funnels is essentially a podcast or a YouTube channel. You know, we're using the, the worldly mediums that are able to reach globally, you know, reach millions of people. And through that, the podcast and the YouTube, we're teaching these lessons. You know, we're interviewing people. We interviewed this former atheist who is now saving 2,900 people a day. You know, so former atheist, now she's saving 2,900 people a day, a million people per year through her website. So we interview these really, these inspiring Mm -hmm. stories so that you can see how other Christians are building these big things and get inspired. And then on the YouTube channel, we're giving away the education. So it's like you see this person, they built a website or a blog. 
then you can go to our YouTube channel and learn how to build so a blog. Cool. You know, you see this person who's building a YouTube channel and you know, you get this great story. Well, then after that, you you get motivated, inspired, and you're like, yeah, that I want to do that. Well, then you can head over to our YouTube channel and go learn for free about how to do those. Bro, things. that is brilliant. It's faithfunnels.com. Yeah, faithfunnels.com and then it's at faithfunnels at most places. That's awesome, man. Well, bro, my last couple questions for you, bro. What is your definition of holy hustle? Definition of holy hustle um, is a lot of what we just talked about mm. is, you know, mm. Hustle without the holy is work your face off, rise and grind. You know, um, maybe you're not spending as much time with your family as you should be. It's about like hustle is the priority, mm. right? But then we insert the right priority in front of the word. We put the holy in front of the hustle, and now we have it. We have it right. You know, we have priorities are correct. Come on, man. Um, yeah, you know, and then the flip side is like, well, I'm just going to wait for God to bless me, you know, and, and, and so, but you gotta, you gotta, <laughs> gotta do some, some work too, man. Um, bro, if you could travel back in time and, and give younger Justin some advice when it comes to growing a business or struggling in business, like what advice would you give that younger Justin? Spend all your time building an audience and nurturing an audience, you know, um, I prefer email. So does Facebook, even though they have Facebook pages. The first thing that Facebook wants is your email address. First thing that TikTok wants is your email address, you know? And so um, I think email is a very, very strong channel right now. We're seeing a renaissance of email right now. And so build a really big email list uh, is the thing that I would say. And like, don't just, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. No, like, no, I mean like everything, like 80% of your day, 80% of your time, 80% of your mental, uh, your thoughts should be, how do I grow this audience? And that's the real reason Mr. Beast is the Mr. Beast. It's the reason why PewDiePie is PewDiePie. It's the reason why any of your influencers are influencers is because they have this huge audience, you know, and so focus on that and then you'll be fine. You know, the products will come, the money will come. When you got the eyeballs, you're not going to have a problem with the, with the dollars. Come on, man. And then uh, for you, man, 16, 17 year old, Justin, angry, upset at the world. What are you telling him about life, man? Like, what's your advice to that kid? You need to know a ghost. <laughs> so, yeah, you got to get to know the Holy Spirit, and uh, that'll make everything better. Come on, man. Jesus. Yeah, that's that's amazing, bro. Well, love you, man. Love your story. Super grateful for you doing this interview with me and sharing your story. We'll have to come back and learn a little bit more in the next year how uh, Faith Funnels in and do a little 2.0 version of this podcast, man. Really appreciate you, bro. 